We are coming at you live from JGI Studios in sunny Richmond, Virginia. This is The Professor, joined by Kanto the Greek. Thursday, October the 7th. Kanto, how are we feeling? Fresh back from the Caribbean. I'm feeling fantastic. Disney Cruise, well-rested. About getting ready to play in a member guest tournament tomorrow back in Richmond. I'm living the high life, Jeff, and my boys are 3-1. and one. It couldn't be a better night. Three and one, and like we said, four and zero against the spread. It's hard to argue with that. It is. It is hard to argue against that. The only thing that would have made it better is a Yankee victory. But you know, at the end of the day, lose in the wild card or lose in the DS, it doesn't really matter. They're going to lose. So we move on from there and we focus on football, which everybody cares about. Let me ask you about the format for this golf tournament. Is it captain's choice? Is it best ball? What, what's the deal? I, I have to be honest with you. I have no idea. I play with my father-in-law. I think it's uh, a little bit of, I think there's some best ball. I think there's a, a couple different, you play for three days, there's a couple different ways you play each day. But I did purchase my team outright uh, yesterday via a phone-in for $325. Uh, with the prize pool, I would win somewhere around 800 in the event that we took our, our uh, flight. We are the worst, we're in the lowest flight of the entire tournament which is great because i get the bang balls around with guys that really don't have any business being on the course just like myself but i have a chance to win some money so that's the play this weekend is to have some fun drink some brews burn some heat dogs and win some money well that was that was my next question does your uh does your father-in-law condone your your heaters and your bud light consumption habits uh you know condone is one thing tolerate probably especially on the golf course he's okay with it i I know we were, he was on the trip with us over the past weekend, so you know, we had a lot of fun together, a lot of laughs. So hopefully, it cuts me some slack and uh, lets me burn a couple heat dogs on the trail. So, yeah. but you know, it, it's it's all good fun, man. It's it's men being men, you know. It is, and on the golf course, I think there's different societal rules than in you know general society. So I think you should be, should be fine out there. Let's look ahead here to uh, week five, and before we do kind of look back at the last month in the National Football League. Kanto the Greek, what is your biggest surprise through week four? Well, I think, you know, you could talk about Arizona. Uh, they did really well against uh, the Rams, obviously. I think surprising to see them dominate the Rams. They did, but I, to me, it's the Panthers. I know that they lost the boys last week against by, by eight, I believe the final score was. But um, I'm just surprised with how Darnold playing in Carolina, Rule's got that team. He's made some trades. He's picking up Gilmore. They're playing to win right here, right now. And it just goes to show you how piss poor of an organization the Jets are, really. Because Darnold is a good quarterback. And he's showing that he's a good quarterback. And now Panthers are a force to be reckoned with. So are they going to beat Tampa Bay and win the South? Probably not. I mean, Tampa Bay is still probably the you know the, one of the top two teams in, in the NFC. But if you look at a wild card team that can for, that, that can make some noise, it's definitely Carolina, in my opinion. Yeah, I would agree with that. Their defense is rolling. The top three defense. McCaffrey hasn't even been that good this year, and they're still winning. So oh, he's been hurt. Yeah. Uh, he played three games, but he's you know he's been under four yards per carry. But still, I, you know, I do think Carolina is a surprise. A, a fellow NFC team in the Dallas Cowboys have uh, have surprised me as well. They're, they're three and one, but they uh, you know they they've won some games very convincingly. That makes you think they're a different team. That they're a more serious Dallas Cowboys team. 
we'll see what happens in the next couple games. But they've they've been off to a big start. You know, Dak is rolling. The receivers are rolling. And, uh, you know, the NFC East is absolutely god-awful. So they should win that going away. And uh, maybe play some meaningful games in January. Yeah, so let me talk about that real quick because I know you you know I love the Cowboys. And while this is a shock to most, it's not really I, – I don't think it's too much of a shock to me. I mean, we're a little bit healthier on the offensive line. Smith is healthy. Lyle Collins is out right now. and he comes back, we're going to be stronger on the offensive line. We have a two-headed approach with our running game with Pollard and Zeke. I mean, our tight end play with Schultz is really strong. And Gallup's been out. He's not even back yet. And we just cut Jalen Smith off our defensive roster to save some cap room because he's our fourth or fifth best linebacker that we have on our team. I mean, it's really exciting to watch the defense get the ball turned over as much as we have. That's why we beat the Panthers the way we did. And if you guys don't know Diggs as a starting quarterback, you better understand he is one of the top five best cornerbacks in the league right now. And Dallas has a team where they can win. I said this early on. Dak will be comeback player of the year, and Dak will be the MVP of the year. And there's, they played Tampa Bay to the – they should have beat Tampa Bay. They should be 4-0 right now. And they beat the Chargers. They're beating teams they're supposed to beat, and they're beating teams that they're supposed to beat by a lot, by a lot. That's a sign of a good team. They're going to wax the Giants this weekend too. And Jason Garrick's probably going to get fired after like he should. So, But moving on, I, I, you get me excited about the Cowboys. They get into it. I do, I do. Hey, let's um... – Let's move over to the AFC, the Jacksonville Jaguars football team. All over the news the last several days has been Coach Urban Meyer and the incident at his steakhouse down there in in Ohio. Was it in Ohio? It was in Ohio. So we've seen the video of the young co-ed grinding up on Coach Meyer on a, it might have been a Friday evening, whatever it may be. What's your take on the Coach Meyer saga? I'm surprised he's still employed. I think I think you I think you have to move swift and quickly in this type of environment in today's world. I mean, it's not just let, let me tell you something. That's not a first time offense by him. I can assure you of that. That just doesn't start that at that point. And I know we're you know I've I've been one to be against the cancel culture, but I mean the picture that I saw. I came off the boat. I didn't really know about all this until I saw a picture from you guys sending it, and like where his hands are placed, what's going on. It just can't happen. And as a leader of a football team, it also happened. I don't know. No one's. This is not giving a lot of headlines, but he didn't fly back with the team after a game. You heard about that, right? I did not. So he that happens because he stayed back after a game, and the team went back. Jacksonville, and he stayed. He didn't fly back with them. I mean, that is asinine to think about that a head coach would not fly back with the team after a game. It just shows you that he's one. The situation that he did, he, he he's done that before, and he sh- he probably doesn't. He should lose his job. He will lose his job eventually when it's all said and done. He's out of his league in the NFL, just like Saban was out of their league. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers made a good comment today where he said, you know, in the in the in college sports, they call you coach in the NFL. They call you by your first name. And I think Urban Meyer just doesn't have the respect of his players, his team. And he's not getting the best players because he can recruit. He's being challenged for the salary cap and he's terrible. So Urban Meyer needs to go back to the college. And now there's even they're talking that the power five teams won't even hire him because of this he's done he's dead in the water he should be he needs to go away he needs to apologize for his behavior i mean it's just really poor 
Yeah, listen, Kanto. <laughs> I've said it before, and I'm sure I'll say it again. We live in a truly reactionary society where everyone wants to feel morally outraged. In fact, we've come so far from any type of a moral consensus that anything anywhere will upset us. Coach Meyer is simply the latest person to get swept up in this bed. You see, we've become so comfortable in our own ignorance that making snap judgments based on political ideology or skin color or the latest TikTok video has become second nature. I don't know Coach Meyer's relationship, and I don't care because his relationship is irrelevant. We used to judge people based on how well they did their job, how well they hit a baseball, how well they led a country, or the number of sales they made in a month. That's become secondary to this woke mob of morality that unfortunately combines both the authoritarian left and the authoritarian right. Our lust for moral outrage has led us to lose all sensibility for objective understanding. Unless, of course, you are Kanta the Greek, who can give you three sharp plays from a boat in the middle of the Caribbean <laughs> while bathing in Bud Light. I so love speaking it. of Kanto the Greek coming in at 10-2 and two on the season, an undefeated week four. Kanto, how are we feeling looking at week five? Uh, you know, good. Week five is more challenging. Obviously, I believe when I look at the slate than most, you've got some games that I love that you've picked that I'm in agreement with you. You can you can cover those, but I'll tell you some, in my opinion, I think you need to play that's good value and you'll win some money from banging the book. First of all, you want me to go ahead and go right into it, Jeff? Let's get it. All right, the boys minus seven against the Giants. I mean, I think they're getting – I think it's seven. I think it's low. I think it's low because it's an additional game. But this might be the game that gets Jason Gary fired out of New York. They're already calling for his head. He's not calling good plays. This defense is hype. They're ready to play. It's an NFC East rival. They're asserting their dominance. Dallas only getting seven points here or only giving seven points here – to the Giants. Um, I know it seems like a big number, but this team is putting up points. They're putting up points week in and week out against good teams. Take Dallas, give the points, minus seven, bang it. So uh, this game is in Dallas, correct? Right, correct. Right, right. So, I mean, again, it's in Dallas. It's a 425 game. So it's not national television, but it's going to have the primetime spot on, sure. the, in the, on the Sunday afternoon. So it's, it's, it's one of those games where people get up for it. There's going to be a lot of eyes on it. And those, when I look at a one o'clock game, I worry about that sometimes. I worry about, will good teams not get up for non-primetime games. Because if you're used to playing on Sunday night, Monday night, and four o'clock, then the one o'clock game kind of can sneak up on you. But this is a 425 game. It's the Giants. It's the old Jason Garrett. They're going to pound him. And like I said, the boys are 4-0 against the spread, so they'll make it five. Uh, the next game is the Steelers money line. I think you take the money line right now. I believe it's sitting at minus one for the Steelers. They're playing the Broncos. They're at home. A lot of shit talking about Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, I get it. He's not as good as he once was, but it's the Steelers. They're at home, and Denver is clearly not that good. The They haven't played many teams outside of Baltimore, and Baltimore beat them by two scores. Like, I don't understand what they're doing here with the line, but I love the Steelers. I love them only laying, only giving one. I love the money line. It's just you're gonna win here. There's no, 
this is this is if I go back to last year, this is my chitty chitty bang bang lock of the week. I mean, Steelers win going away, won't even be close. In fact, you'll be thanking me late in the third, early fourth quarter because you'll be able to flip the game. Um, the one, the last game, the, the number three game that I think that you know I'm interested by. I think that. I'm not, this is not one of my ordinary picks is to pick the football team, but I just love their defense at home. They're getting, you know, you can buy them the plus three against the Saints. Jameis is not the leader that everybody thinks he is, or he hasn't played. He's not going to play to the caliber he played in week one. He turns the ball over a lot. Washington has a great defense. They're at home. They, they kind of are, they kind of get up for those type games sometimes where, you know, it's one of those games where, you know, it's it's the Saints. Jameis turns the ball over a lot. Washington's got a defense. Three points is a lot in a game like that. I could see them leading late in the fourth, maybe even win the game um, in this one. So I like the football team plus three. So it's the boys minus seven, the Steelers money, Steelers money line, and the football team plus three. And this week, I want to toss it up to you, Jeff. I want to say, hey, listen, give me a wild card game. Any game you want, pick it out of the air. I'll tell you what I think. Wild card this week. We're going across the pond. We're going to London for <laughs> Jets catching three against the Atlanta Falcons over under 45 and a half. Conso, tell me what the deal is here. Uh, well, so London games are crazy. If you watch them, typically there's a whole lot of craziness that happens. Uh, I. You, you said the Jets are getting three here? Jets plus three against Atlanta. Atlanta's a shit show. They're in disarray. Um, man, but the Jets are so fucking bad. What's the over-under? Can I go with that? This game is so bad. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to wake up and watch it on Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm going to give you... You know what here's supposed to do? You're going to win this game and roll it into the Steelers and double down. And then by the time the Cowboys play at 425... You'll be tripling down. So here's what I do. You said it's 45 and a half over there? It's 45 and a half. All right. So here's the deal. The, the Falcons can score points. They have a shitty defense. They're not very good. The Jets will have an offensive game. Um, Why would the, you ever think the Jets are going to have an offensive game? Because I don't think the Falcons can stop anyone. They're just, they're just not, they, they're just a terrible, they're two terrible teams. When you have two sloppy teams, Points happen. Turnover points, pick sixes, things like that that help the score go the other way. I think 45 and a half, you could get there. But I'm really perplexed by this the whole thing because they're two shitty fucking teams. They're uh, really bad. Oh, God. Um, but they got, you got Matt Ryan. Who's the quarterback of the, well, who's the quarterback of the Jets? Wilson, what's his name? Is that his name? The guy from BYU. The Jets are scoring 11.8 points per game. <laughs> But it's London, man. Things happen in London. Um, Mary Poppins, shitty food, shitty weather. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna roll it. Give me, give me the Falcons because I just trust fucking Matty Ice more than the rookie quarterback. So I'll take the Falcons. Given the three points, I think they'll they'll cut. They're just they're they could have been a better team. They've been a better team in the past. So I'll t- I think that's your better bet of the three. It's hard to take the point. It's hard to do the over under there because the Jets could lay an egg. It's hard to take the Jets and put any money on them ever. So the Falcons, I like that. That's the best play of the budge. Take the Falcons. Given the three, I like it. I like it. 
one thing that has been remarkable about this year so far is that in you know in four weeks of football, the underdogs are coming in at 38 and 26. Kanto, that is a 594 clip. And eventually that'll probably even back out. But and I know you said that you're uh, they said the boys are what four and against the spread. They've been favored in three out of the four. Yeah, they were they were no, they were dogs against San Diego and dogs against Tampa. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that trend, but uh, there's certainly value in uh, playing the dogs so far this year, which is why I'm going to ride the Cleveland Browns plus one and a half. It's up to two now. I snagged it at one and a half. I'm kind of kicking myself for that. But I do like the Browns here. Uh, They're going out west to play the Chargers, but the Browns are a team that is going to travel really well. Um, Honestly, I think the Browns should be favored by a point and a half or two here. They're really good. I mean, they took KC to the wire. They've got the number one rushing offense. They've got the number two overall defense in the National Football League. I think part of the line here is a product of recency bias in that the Chargers look very good on Monday night against the Raiders, and that might have something to do with them being favored here. But well, let, I, me, let, me pop like your, let, me, let me pop your bubble a little bit here. Uh, the Browns can't throw the ball. And and the Chargers are going to score points. And I think that's what's factoring into that. I agree with you. If they control the ball, they run the ball, and they drain the clock, they're the better team. But the Chargers can light up the air. And I think that's the scary part about this game is if the Browns play good defense and run the ball, they'll win this game. But can they throw the ball? Beckham, I mean, they, they've got injuries and Landry. Beckham hasn't really looked that good. Like, that's my concern with that, you know? The Browns have the 26th-rated passing attack in the right. league. Right. There you Whereas go. Uh, I'm looking here at San – or I say San Diego. Los Angeles has the number six passing attack right. in the league. So, um, you know, there, there's certainly some validity to that. Again, the rushing attack, Browns are number one. Uh, if we look at Los Angeles, they're middle of the pack. So the, the more balanced offense is the Chargers – but I, I think I think the defense here is is has been Cleveland's sure. mo. I agree with that for the entire season, and you know they got the number two defense in the league. The defense for the Chargers is is pretty decent. They're uh they're probably a top they're a top ten defense in terms of yards against. But I don't. I, I do think the Browns here are the play. We'll see what happens, but I'm, yeah. I'm going to take the points. I'm going to take a very good defense and a very good rushing offense. But if, if, like you were saying, if it gets into a shootout, I do think the Browns are in trouble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, if the Browns play their game, they control it, they win. Yeah. But if it goes if it goes high scoring, I think that it's going to be hard for them to compete. But that's why it's so close of a number because if they just they don't know how the game's going to play out. So yeah, uh, I, I mean, you could go either way. It's not a big. No. But go ahead. What's your next one? I've got the Carolina Panthers minus three here. Carolina coming in. Their defense has been playing out of its mind. Number three defense in the league. They're playing the Eagles, of course, at home. One o'clock game on Sunday. The Eagles, maybe I'm overhyping how poorly they played against the Cowboys last week. But, geez, man, they are a dumpster fire. 
Yeah, so that was, I guess, two weeks ago. They played a little better against Kansas City, I think. Oh, you're right. Last you're right. week. Um, but Kansas City looks to be a little bit in disarray. Um, I love the Panthers minus three. I mean, the Eagles showed me nothing on Monday night against Dallas. I think Hurts is a disaster of a quarterback. I don't know. There's a reason why they replaced him at Bama, and I'm with you. I, I love the play. I just think you're right on here. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey is questionable here. He didn't play last week. Uh, I mean, he's getting less than four yards per carry. I think they can win without him by just riding this defense. And, uh, you know, Philadelphia, I don't really know exactly what they're doing. Jalen Hurts is not the quarterback of the future. I think they're going to have to figure something out pretty quickly here about what they want to do with a quarterback. But uh, I think at this point, they are arguably the worst team in the NFC East. Yeah, I mean, them in New York, I think you could beat to see which one. But, you know, the thing about McCaffrey is he was at practice yesterday. He was on the golf course. I saw him get off and pad. So I think he'll play limited at least. But, I mean, the Panthers are a good football team, man. And only very good. I mean, three points is not a lot. Dallas beat Philly by a ton. And the Panthers played Dallas hard. So this is in Carolina, right? Correct. I mean, dude, I, I love the play. If you if, if that wasn't your play, that'd be mine. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move out to the AFC, a rematch of the AFC championship from nine months ago. You got the Bills coming in hot against Kansas City. Kansas City laying three, the total at 56 and a half. I've been looking at this one all week, and part of it came down to the fact that one there is heavy juice on Buffalo, plus three, minus 120. It was 125 early in the week. Um, if you got Kansas City at the right time, you could actually get them at plus 105. So that's that's part of it. And secondly, well, there's three pieces here. Secondly, the Bills haven't played anybody. They've had a cupcake schedule. They've had Pittsburgh at home. They've had Washington at home. They played Houston and beat them 40 to nothing last week. I think this is going to be a big test for Buffalo, especially considering they got beat 38 to 24 last January in Kansas City, where some would say the game wasn't as close as the final score indicated. So I do like I do like Kansas City here. However, the Bills D is number one in football, but I think a lot of that is the fact that they they really haven't been playing any any decent competition. Well, well, I'm going right. to take KC right. here, minus three. You can get that at even money, which is even better, not having to lay any juice. So I'm going to take KC, minus three. So I've got the Browns, plus one and a half, the Panthers, Panthers, minus three, and the Chiefs, minus three as well for my three plays. Uh, of course, Professor coming in at seven and five on the season. Kanto the Greek, a 10 and two mark through four weeks. Can I, yeah, can I talk on that Casey game for a second? I, Please do. I, I, I agree with you. I, I believe Kansas is going to win this game. Buffalo has beaten Miami and Jack. I think they beat Miami and Texans. They, they held them both to zero points. I think it was back to back shutouts. If, if my memory serves myself, I might be right. But good teams beat teams you know, that they should beat by a lot. They did that. They handled they handled it, you know. They handled their, their business, and I give them credit for that. Buffalo's a really, really good team. But this is a statement game for Kansas City. Kansas City lost to the, lost to the Chargers. That was a big loss for them. But everyone's talking about how great the Chargers is, and the Chiefs have struggled 
a little bit to start out. I think Mahomes is going to get up for this game. I think they covered the three. I also think you're going to see the points go above the 56 and a half. This is going to be one of those games where it's touchdown after touchdown after touchdown after touchdown. There's a lot of firepower on both sides of the field. If you're playing fantasy, and this is a hot take, you want a lot of skin in this game. If, you have, if you're playing fantasy this weekend, you want to have players on the field in the Kansas City-Buffalo game. It's going to be like that Monday night game. I think it was the Rams versus the Chiefs maybe that one time or whoever it was. It was two high-flying scoring teams. They both got in the 40s. I think this yeah. is one of those games. And it's going to be fun to watch. I just think Mahomes, at the end of the day, is the better quarterback than Allen. And when, I, when it comes down to if you're going to lay your money somewhere, you lay it on the better quarterback. You always do. And I, and I think they're both good quarterbacks. But Mahomes has something to prove. He's lost some games now. And, you know, he, but they lost to the Ravens, right? I mean, they're, they've lost two games. You, if I told you the Chiefs would be in three or four games, they'd be two and two. Would you have bought that? Absolutely not. And they have barely escaped losing to Cleveland in Kansas right. City. So right. uh, it could be very easily one and three right now. Right. So this is a game that they know is going to be on prime time. A lot of people watching. Statement game for them. If the Bills lose, you go, okay, well, the Bills are still good, right? They lost to the Chiefs. The Chiefs are really good. But if the Chiefs lose, you start to think, are they falling apart? And that's why that's why they'll win this game, and that's why they'll win it by more than three. They probably win it. They probably, honest to God, win this game by four to six. It's going to be close towards the end, but I could just see I can just see the game going high scoring, four to six point victory. Chiefs win. Put your money there. Be safe. Put it there. But if you're going to want to make a lot of money this weekend, I love your picks of the Panthers. I think that's the play where you're going to make a shit ton of money. Yeah, I, th- I think the the, uh, the Buffalo Kansas City game. You know, if you believe in the equilibrium of the NFL, that things kind of fall back into place, I have a hard time thinking that, you know, um, it's going to be this easy for Buffalo that's marching to Kansas City right. to win. Uh, and on the other side, the Kansas City is going to be two and three after five games. Things generally tend to even out. And I think this is a classic case of that. I don't think Buffalo is ready to take the AFC crown from Kansas City. So let's ride the Chiefs and uh, Big Andy Reid on Sunday night football. I love it. It's good. We broke down some games tonight, this, tonight, man. Hey, I will tell you this. I was looking at some stats from our last podcast. We had 66 plays from our last podcast. So, hey, the show is growing. The people love Kanto the Greek. Let's get this thing rolling. I love it. I, I enjoy it, man. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person tonight. I had to stay back and help with the kids. But uh, hopefully we can do the show in person one night. Maybe, you know, just really go at it for like a special, a, a, an hour-long special. I look forward to that. I look yeah. forward to that. Hey, we'll do it again next week for Conto the Greek. I am the professor. So long, friends. Peace.